Starting off strong today with Justin, Jessica, and Austin are. <laughs> Our happy couple all along. So great to see each other. Lovey-dovey from the start. Never ends. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they said yes. Mm-hmm. Who didn't see that one coming? <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't a big surprise, was it? Like, mm-hmm. I know they, they tried to lead in with the, oh, the whole traveling for work thing and, and seeing if that was going to be a problem. And right. we have yet to see the reunion episode. So, like, that's when I think we'll actually get to see if that was a problem. True. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, they, they've been pretty consistent throughout this. So I would have been very shocked if they would have said no. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and the only thing I would see maybe eventually Austin getting annoyed of is that Jessica seems to be the kind of person that beats a dead horse sometimes. Like, cannot let that go. No. When it comes, I love you, the traveling. Oh my gosh. Like, please find something else to talk about. Yeah. Although I like, I, I like that he pushed, well, he didn't push back, but he didn't fold instantly. True. Like he held his ground until he felt it, uh, unlike some other people that we will get to later on uh, this pod who are basically jelly and weak and need to man up and have a backbone. But um, Okay, Pastor Cal. <laughs> <laughs> what did Pastor Cal do? That's the exact line that Pastor Cal the uses man for up. all the guys. He's like, you need to man up. Oh, I thought even that Pastor Cal had to man up. I was like, what do you do? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not hanging on Pastor Cal. <laughs> I would never hate on Pastor Cal. Uh, <laughs> um, so I guess, uh, well, I guess we could first do episode 15, right? We did 15 and 16, where they had their major fight. Um, were you concerned that they were going to say no at any point during that episode? Yeah, I mean... One thing that does bother me about them a little bit is I don't think their communication when they have disagreements is super effective. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, she really holds on to like, she's kind of like Mika in the way where she gets kind of laser focused on something and she just wants to keep working at it, working at it, working at it until it's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the same conversation over and over again. And I felt like, I don't know, at a certain point, you have to kind of just accept that that's where it is. Like, okay, he travels for work. That's fine. Like, that's probably not forever. And it's probably like, it's just a situation you didn't anticipate. And I wonder if she's just one of those people who really needs to be like physically around people to feel connected to them. um, Where like that quality time is like a really um, like kind of like a love language thing almost where it's like the more time you spend together, the Mm. more bonded you feel and that, she talked about a little bit how if she's not around someone for a couple of days and like when you're first back together again, it's a little awkward and it takes a minute to like kind of get settled. So I totally understand her concerns and where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think he's going to be leaving that job or changing his career or like that's not going to change. So right. it's just like, all right, now we know this is a problem that we're going to have to like face together. So let's figure out how we're going to do that. Yeah. I mean, luckily for them, COVID probably stopping him from traveling as much as he was. Um, yeah. He's going to be around a whole lot. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, rethink what you really asked for it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That fight that they had was... I think overall, obviously, they're they're an amazing couple. They're the 
the only home run of the season, if we're being honest. <laughs> so, like, they're overall, they're great. But that fight was really concerning for me because just she didn't handle that the best. It, yeah. it was a lot of her pushing, her pushing and pushing. Then he finally reacts. And then she just goes into, I can't believe that he's like, it just goes into straight. She just goes into like almost victim mode, which I'm not a big mm. fan of. And I think this season we've seen that a lot with a few of, <laughs> we've seen that a lot where everyone, it just goes into, I am being persecuted right now because, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason. Um, but I'm glad that they're able to kind of bounce back from that. I my theory on them is, he seems to have a kind of roll with the punches personality, true, which is very good because if he had a, I think she's a little bit more Type A, and if they were both Type A, I could see that being a problem. <laughs> you could tell he like picks and chooses his battles, so he'll have a feeling, you know, like when she wants to grab the watermelon or bring a a crock pot to a a vacation weekend <laughs> the of the season we remember yeah you know like stuff like that he'll be like okay if that's what you want and like that's good that's a good uh, mentality to have um and i think she's a lot less likely to feel that way but you know as a pair they kind of balance each other out with that so happy with it uh, what do you think Mabel? Mm -hmm. um i kind of had a hard time following some of her arguments sometimes because I felt like she's the kind of person that just wants her way and doesn't really work with adaptability well. For example, mm -hmm. she was talking about, you know, that I love you so much and she wants I love you and she wants him to say I love you. And her argument was, you wouldn't marry someone without saying I love you. And I'm like, you married someone you, you did. didn't even know. <laughs> Wait, what? Guess what? Ten people did. <laughs> Ten people this season, and there have been nine more, exactly. and there are more to come, and there are eight more to come at least. Exactly. <laughs> it was, and so I just heard in her kind of argument that, well, I'm going to win it no matter what cost, regardless of if you put yourself in the situation you and Austin are in right now, you may need to adapt a little bit and realize mm -hmm. that before you say, I want to marry someone, it's probably a little longer for some people. I mean, some people get married less than two months, but this season covered two months. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to take a little more than two months to date somebody. And hey, guess what? He said, I love you at the end of it all. So he caved. <laughs> Did he yeah. even have a choice? I, and like, I thought it was interesting when he met with his buddy and um, before the decision day and he talked about this. So they had their little beers on the terrace there and um you know he brought up this thing of she said i love you and i haven't said it yet and it's a it's a big word and he you know says that all the time yeah. um and i thought it was very interesting he was like i don't want to say it because i think that she's saying that she loves me and she feels this way because i'm nice and i was like oh so you maybe mm -hmm. don't feel like at least where she is right now that she could kind of know you fully enough to say i love you and so it doesn't feel genuine or real, it's maybe kind of more of like a checkbox that's being, mm. you know, ticked. Yeah. Um, and I think I could totally understand that, like being kind of careful around that word. And she has put so much weight and meaning into that. It's just like, oh, you gotta, you just gotta let, let the, those things happen in their yeah. own time, you know? And I 
I feel like for most things, the more you try to force it, the harder it becomes. And if you can just kind of like go with the current and, you know, see where it takes you, then you kind of, you naturally are going to come across those things. And they're probably going to be a lot more meaningful because it's like in a moment that's really genuine and not like, okay, well, we've been together for six weeks at this point, And I, uh, I feel this way. So I think I'm going to say, I love you. And if he doesn't say it, then this is what that means. And if, okay, does this affect how I decision day? Like, it's just getting, it's like, you can't have checklists like that when it comes to relationships. It's, mm-hmm. it's so much more organic than that. So do you know, uh, obviously, you probably know, when you're planning the wedding, you have those books that tell you the checklists. One mm. year before the wedding, six months leading to the wedding, yeah. like that's what this is. It's like, okay, we are dating. Not really, because we're married. So one month into marriage. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Dr. Viviana has been amazing and continues oh, to be yeah. one of my favorites. so much. Yeah, like her conversation with Beth in the previous season, one of my favorites, chef's kiss <laughs> for the people who are listening. But I think she might have potentially made a mistake. She almost pushed Jessica to admit that she looked like to say it. Okay. And I think, and of course, obviously she felt that way, but you have to be willing, you have to be able to handle the other person not saying I do as well. And clearly she <laughs> clearly she wasn't able to handle that. And if I, as a layman, could have seen that like from a mile away, I'm sure she, as a professional, saw that too. What's the point of like, he's showing you that he loves you in his actions. You're showing him mm-hmm. that you love him in, in your actions. What's the rush to say it anyway? I think that's Dr. Viviano's way of almost making her face that situation to be like, listen, if you feel this way, feel it and try not to make it create in a certain way by him having to be the person to say it first and then you can Mm -hmm. respond. Like it's something that as a part of you too, it's reality. Hey, you may love him before he loves you and that's fine. But approach that as a reality versus, oh, it's not supposed to be like this. It has to be that way. <laughs> yeah. And it's like such a narrow way of looking at it of like, if someone says, I love you, then it, it's not just what they're saying. It's also like, what's it like when you're spending time together? How do you feel with them? Like, what are the other things that they're saying to you? Like, are you, are they, mm-hmm. you know, doing things that are nice and thoughtful? And are they kind of thinking of you guys as a team and not just as just them? And are they, you know, putting forth initiative with, I don't know, getting to know your family or yeah. understanding what you do for your career better? Like all these other things, there's a billion of those other things that are also ways of showing and expressing love. And those are also the things that coincidentally build love. And so like it, to me, it's just so uh, narrow-minded sounds really rude, but like, it's just, it's such a narrow way of looking at like what love is of like, good, we're in love now because we both said it. It's like, that does not make it a reality. (laughs) It reminds me of all the like middle school years. Here we come. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It makes me think of like all the middle school relationships that like, friends or like classmates were in and it was like we're boyfriend and girlfriend because they just like agreed to it in the hallway but they never hang out <laughs> like they held hands one time but they're boyfriend and girlfriend now and i'm like okay but only one part of this <laughs> is actually the label the rest of the substance is not there at all but you're yeah. middle school you know. that was one of my best relationships for sure 
That's good stuff. I really wish you would stop talking about her. <laughs> do you need do you two need counseling? <laughs> We're calling Dr. Viviana. She has yet to respond. I just I just I like that dynamic of like I'll talk to you when I talk oh. to you, but we're still dating. It's nice. Right. <laughs> like I'll see you around. This relationship works on my time. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to say something about Dr. Viviana. Obviously, we all think she's great. Um, I was doing a little bit of research up on her, and it was really cool how she got into the show. So apparently, yeah. she reached out because she was already a fan of the show, and she's already like a professional for so many years before this. Mm-hmm. She just reached out and was like, "Hey, I want to get to know you all," and, and reached out to the producer and met the producer one on one. And I think I'd be a really good fit here, so I'd love to be on the show. Like basically, oh, in the yeah. she some of exactly she was like oh, I, I believe in myself and i'm gonna go for it go get it wow exactly i love it so. it's like us making this podcast we're like yeah we're experts oh yeah we cool <laughs> to our opinions. let me take the tape off my glasses oh my goodness i'm gonna have to cut out all of this but it's just it's all over the place uh, <laughs> um Shoot. Is there anything else that we kind of want to talk about with them? Is um, Big things. Those are probably it. They yeah. said yes. They're happy. We want to wish them all the best. Sending good vibes to Justin. Mm-hmm. Justin. I'm so interested to hear like how the uh, the time after production has stopped goes like between the end of this and the reunion. Um, I'm very anxious to see that because for them, it's really just the travel thing that seems to be the outstanding issue and that's really going to be the testing grounds for if they can deal with that or not more more specifically if she can deal with it or not (laughs) um but yeah i mean they've i feel like all along there's been kind of little to talk about for them which is kind of boring tv but great for their relationship so yeah i mean yeah it's great (laughs) i mean yeah so I guess we can't, we don't have to vote anymore for if we think they're going to last because we kind of know already they decided to stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there we are. You also did mention that you thought it may have felt forced. We kind of brushed over that. Did you want to revisit that? Oh, about it being forced? If Yeah, because we kind of brushed over that. That He did say it, but mm-hmm. for our listeners that don't really know the podcast too well, like they don't know the context of what happened. Oh. Uh... Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Editing is going to be so weird for this. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think when I, the reason why I think he didn't have a choice is could you imagine how awkward she would make it if they agreed to stay together and he still didn't say, I love you? Like the car ride back, she'd be like, so why, why didn't you say it then? Huh? You, you feel this way. (laughs) We're, we're staying married. Why don't you say it? Yeah. It just puts, I just wish she would have been a little bit more chill about it. It's just like, obviously, this dude really, really likes you. Maybe if he's not even at the big, big L word yet, then that's fine. But you guys are both committed to this thing. And so that means that you're going to be together for hopefully a very long time. And that that is going to come up naturally. And so like just the pushing and the pushing and bringing it up. And like, I've... (laughs) I've learned this lesson myself that like, you can't, you can't, whatever your thing is, either accept it or you got to bounce. <laughs> like, because just bringing it up over and over doesn't solve it. It certainly does not. Yeah. yeah. And imagine the setting of what he felt like. So if we replay for our listeners that um, either didn't see or don't remember the scene in which he did say it, mm. 
they're sitting on the couch in decision day in front of the experts or three experts and the experts ask yeah and what was your big issue in the relationship <laughs> jessica you said i love you and what did austin say <laughs> really well yeah, like giggling kind of, you know that's some bullshit <laughs> Like giggling like school children, like, oh, he's going to have to talk about it now. But that's the thing, though, is it feels then, like we've talked about this, that like it seems like they're harder on the men in these mm -hmm. different relationships. So it's almost like if if the lady says, yeah, I love you, this is where I'm at, and the guy doesn't meet her there because he's not ready, then I wonder if it would have been the same situation if like he said, I love you, and she didn't yet. It, it would true. be like, well, man, give her some time. Like we're still learning about each other and whatever. Like it just felt like they were kind of like, hurry up and, you know, yeah. get to it, man. Like, yeah. I, I they think, had an awkward yeah. silence there. They just sat in Ooh, silence, yeah. like, so Austin, I guess it's your turn to say something. <laughs> yeah, I really wish, I really wish Pastor Kyle was a little bit more of an advocate for the guys on the show. Mm -hmm. I think, cause that, I think that's why it feels that way is, you know, uh, Vivi Dr. Viviana and Dr. Pepper do a great job of bringing the expertise, but also like a female's perspective to the situation. And Pastor Kyle hypothetically would be the male's perspective, but sometimes he, he does bring that over, but he brings it over oh, in a sure. way of, well, you know, men are always dogs or, oh, you know, men are like, it's, it's a, it's, it's almost like, it's like an oversimplified way of looking at men. Yeah. yeah. And like a negative way too, of like, you, you know why this person feels that way. Maybe you could explain it like, okay, maybe the person isn't doing the best, but if you could give some context and, you know, it's like the difference between a villain that's just evil and crackling and has no motivation and a villain that they have what what did i what did i mispronounce great analogy you said crackling <laughs> cackling why are they crackling like, what's that like the weird cackling there's no cackling. cackling sorry that was just really funny the laughter oh, that's good <laughs> but then like another villain that's like has to mode like a Thanos or Thanos, you know, where it's like, okay, you're bad, but I get why you want to do this. Like, it just gave me the motivation um, for the person acting that way. And I'm not going to, like, I don't think Zach is a better person, but at least I like knowing why he behaved the way he behaved, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, but enough, enough with them. <laughs> Let's get to the, uh, the interesting, one of the interesting couples, uh, Brandon and Taylor. So for episode 15, I don't think they were in the episode that much. I don't remember. Because he refused to be recorded. Exactly. That's true. They just they had the- weird like security cam footage, which is like they, yeah. weird. Yeah, like did they know they that, that was there? Like, that's Yeah, well all the couples stuff. every season have their places bugged. So they all know this when they're, so that's why we saw in previous seasons, such as, you know, Beth and, um, Jamie have their nasty arguments almost went physical and we mm -hmm. saw that another previous season um, Matt never came home for like four days so like stuff like Amber's whole exactly like a very yeah na like sad breakdown in the living room like calling her dad at like two o'clock in the morning like stuff like that like we've seen this footage that they always have cameras on you whether or not they're like the big cameras in your face or mm -hmm. they're like in the room but 
with Brandon and Taylor. That's the only way we got footage of them because mm-hmm. Brandon decided that he is no longer going to be on reality TV. Yes. <laughs> yes. After uh, signing up for a reality TV show. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll get into him a little bit later. Let's let's paint this picture a little bit more, if that's okay with True. you guys. So we didn't see him much in episode 15, 16, decision day. We initially have Taylor talking and she's kind of basically they're asking like do you think he's going to show up how do you feel that he's not here and she's starting to go into that where lo and behold you hear a hi guys uh, <laughs> well how you doing and like he walks in what are you do here gosh you know like awkwardly walks in and uh, has his interaction with the experts where he his main complaint was that he was late. They, they, he was late to work twice. Can you believe that? Sabotaging him actively. <laughs> they are. They care a lot about his career. <laughs> there are five couples here, ten individuals, but they really care about your career. <laughs> oh yeah, you're special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then after that, he after they have a little back and forth, he goes to the bathroom, basically takes his sweet time, comes back, and Taylor makes her decision. Oh, and then they decided not to stay together. I... Well, then he walked out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's his decide. thing, though. <laughs> right? Like, like, like he's done right? that so often. Um, yeah, I wasn't too surprised. She said no. I was curious. I mean, just because we hadn't seen them spending a lot of time together, we didn't have a good read on where they were at. Um, like some of that security cam footage, it looked like they were mostly just, you know, hanging out and watching TV together, but they seemed affectionate and like, at at least on like a good level where they were just kind of hanging out and sharing space. Um, so that was like a little encouraging, but without really seeing like the full context of that, like it, it was hard to be like, go from that to, yeah, they're probably going to stay together. I think Brandon has shown us throughout this entire season that he looks out for Brandon first and it doesn't matter if he is married to this really awesome person (laughs) who like has made mistakes. Yes. And she's not um, Mm -hmm. without her faults, but uh, he just could not see them as a team and Mm -hmm. he always looked out for himself first. So like with the, you know, issues with production and whether or not, (laughs) I mean, we, we saw how things went at the retreat and how he was like mm. locking himself in the van. And like, you, you can't do that when someone else is your ride. Like you just can't call <laughs> you an Uber. You, call don't have an the Uber. Like, you can't go anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah. um, it just, I think he's just shown us over and over that he's childish. He looks out for himself first and Taylor could be the absolute perfect individual and it wouldn't be good enough because he can't handle stress in an effective way. And so I was very glad that Taylor, yeah, Taylor seemed to really understand that and see that. And it was just like, literally right after she was like, I don't, you know, she kind of rounded it out in the whole context of like, I liked these things, but also these things were bad. Therefore, I think we should, you know, get a divorce. And he just looked around and was like, I'm over it. And then he peaced out. Like that, that in itself is like exactly why he's, he had so many problems and they did the whole montage of him walking out and talking about how like he had signed up for this show to find his forever person and whatever. And I'm just like, are you that naive that you thought you could walk into this situation and everyone was going to just cater to your needs? 
and that you didn't have to change or grow or challenge yourself in any way that everyone around you was going to be looking out for Brandon. Like that is not how the world works, dude. (laughs) And it just, it just blows my mind that he would sign up for this show if he had such problems with privacy and I'm, I'll stop my rant there, but (laughs) just like, I'm just like good riddance. Like this dude has got some things to work on. Yeah. It was really frustrating to see this, what we knew was coming basically repeat itself with Brandon wanting to act like a child revert to this i don't even know what way of handling to even walking around the building while he's on his bathroom break saying hey how y'all doing how y'all doing to these you know people he's walking around in exactly you already showed up late i.e your biggest issue with the camera crew with you you already showed up late (laughs) to you know your appointment to chat with these folks and then a couple minutes in you're like ah i'm gonna use a bathroom <laughs> like oh my gosh like yeah. how disrespectful can you get dude and it's just so frustrating um i do also think that uh maybe taylor is more of the kind of person that can't really and we already talked about this throughout the season she can't really um she just knows like what she can't deal with basically and that's maybe from the beginning she kind of recognizes that in brandon and she's like mm this is kind of where I draw the line of my effort in this because I feel like towards the end, we saw a little more from her, but I was also like, you know, if you're super cuddly on the couch and relaxing, watching TV when he's not around, like where were more of these conversations throughout this entire time to try to make this work? And even at the end, you said you saw good things in him and, yes, and there's some good things or some bad things. I was just like, hmm, it's a little disheartening to, I think, only see part of each of these two people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's funny for, for Zach, the judge, the experts were asking him if they thought he was there for the right reason. And I mean, they could have asked that to Taylor too, honestly, Mm -hmm. like it didn't seem as if so my theory on this, and this is just my theory, I've got no facts. This is all feelings right now. But I think she thought that this could be a way to build up her career and find her person. And I know I'm personally okay with people doing that, but I know some of the viewers wouldn't be fans of that. And, um, you know, we watched Love is Blind <laughs> not too long, well, a while ago, but... Uh, Lauren and Cameron, Cameron. Um, are like the perfect example of you can both build your image. They have each other. They seem to be very happy, but they also have a social media following. They have all these different things that they're doing. And spin-off. I think they have spinoffs and I'm seeing them on all these different talk shows. And I think that's what she wanted. That was her hope for joining this show. Mm-hmm. And Unfortunately for her, Brandon is not a camera person. He just, (laughs) you could tell very, very quickly that that wasn't going to be the thing. And I think once she realized that it, then her head went into, okay, well, how can I salvage this? And she then went into the, 
all right, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to play this up for drama. I'm going to, but I can't do it too hard because then he'll leave. I think a, a great example of that was when she had that whole, she was yelling at him and very angry at the retreat. He goes to the, you know, he gets angry, goes to the bathroom, is trying to leave. And then all of a sudden she locks herself in there essentially to tell him not to leave because she wanted them to stay there longer. Like it felt like she wanted camera time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, she just didn't get that and doesn't look great either. Like I think in the beginning, I it's funny, I was doing the editing and the first two episodes, we thought she was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I know, like we had all these positive mm-hmm. things to say, like she was the full package, you know, she was beauty and brains, like they gave her the title. Like it, it seemed like to go from that to now, anything she says, I immediately start thinking, okay, well, how's this going to help her career? And I feel I, I just, that's so unfortunate because I don't know if that's fair, but once you have that in your mind, it's hard to let that go. Um, and I've seen some interesting, uh, like Brandon has thrown out some interesting things. Like he's claim he claims that she cheated on him and only stayed with him because he wanted she wanted camera time and all these different types of things where like, of course he's just an angry, bitter ex, but I could kind of see it being true. Like, why were they cuddling? Why were they, if you knew you didn't want to be with him, why were you even stringing him along? Like, did you think you needed him for more camera time? Cause at that point you could tell she was checked out. So why were they still meeting each other? I just, mm-hmm. I'm so unsure. <laughs> I'm so unsure. Yeah. And like, I get that theory. And I get that for some people kind of seeing her as maybe somebody who went through this experience to like your theory of doing it to find her person and also kind of benefit her career since she's kind of in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand that. But I feel like if you're going to do that, this is an inappropriate show to do it. Because the person, it's not like you're going on to a general reality show where it's like, oh, you might find somebody there that you're going to like pursue a relationship with. Like it's kind of variable and it's not really set. Like you're being set up with somebody who has decided that they want to get married. And so they're not consenting in any way to like them being your partner to do that. You're making a lot of assumptions that that's what they're looking for too, or that you're going to get matched with somebody like that. And of course, you're not going to explicitly say that when you're going through the whole process of being vetted and, you know, Mm -hmm. saying what you're looking for. So you have to kind of navigate that part of it. So you can't be Mm -hmm. truly transparent. And then the other person, and I think this is what we saw play out, like the other person is just not game for that. Like they were just, they were looking just for their partner. They didn't necessarily want this to be, um, a place that their career goes. And so it, that's like, you're, you're really taking a big chance. And you're also like, that, that's a really messed up thing to do to somebody you don't even know yet. And who's taking a chance on you. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if some of these thoughts, though, really cross someone's mind, though, because this takes a lot of just patience and flexibility and just really self-awareness to know this is what you want this is going to be right for you you're willing to see it through and yeah the experts try to see through that as much as possible but the only person who can really see the reality is yourself right like you can know 
what you're truly in this for. And I'm not really sure that everybody always knows that about themselves until they're already into it. And I would argue to say that Brandon, for example, definitely didn't know that about himself until after. Sure. And sure. if you go back, you wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Uh, I would even say Taylor too, though. Like maybe this was more of at first, definitely. She wanted love. She wanted to have that forever person. She wants to get married. And hey, in her mind, she probably saw it as, I am totally okay in front of a camera. It does not bother me. I don't care if I'm going to be on reality TV. This is just another way I can get to know possibly somebody outside of, you know, online dating, um, speed dating, that kind of thing. This is another way I can possibly find my person. And I'm totally fine if it's on reality TV. Maybe later on, as we saw her come through in the show, we can kind of see that percentage shift a little bit by i don't know if she 100 percent could have seen that coming beforehand yeah but like here's the thing if you want to find a partner that's okay with being in front of the cameras wouldn't the reality tv show be the best place to find that true you know and like this person by even showing up is at least considering being in front of cameras now whether they're ready that you don't know. And then also it's a show about finding a partner, right? Like it's mm -hmm. not like other reality shows where it's about dating or things like that. Like this is specifically for finding a you know, husband or a wife. Life so partner. a life partner. Um, so I like, I get the calculations if that is what she was thinking. Like I get, I understand where you would think that. Yeah. And, and I understand like, he is also in sales, right? Like the more publicity he gets, the better it is for his job. Like it's one of those things where it's like everything, it's well thought out. It's just <laughs> the the execution wasn't there, you know? But like if she had a, a great person to go with, I think we'd be seeing a different side of her, you know? Like, you know, she is a from episodes one and two, she was fun. She was bubbly. She was smart. Like it's, there's a lot of good there. It's just, we didn't get to see that because mm -hmm. it was constantly Brandon's acting out, Brandon having problems with uh, production. And I think, unfortunately, like I, I saw this in a comment. So after the decision day and all the couples meet up, Brandon was actually there. They just cut him out completely. Like one of the reviewers noticed that like when they go to cheers, you see another hand there and that was Brandon's oh, really? hand. Dang. Yeah. So like now you're not only are you like, not only do you want so for her situation, she wants camera time. She wants to build up her career. The crew hates your person. <laughs> right. So like now they're like actively doing everything. they And I don't blame them. Like he was a complete to them and sure. like i'm going to a, you know international travel to follow you around make my job easy like i don't blame anybody on the crew i probably would have reacted the same way so this is no indictment on them but for her like if this was the main reason you're on this show to get attention and you're not even going to get that because they're going to give you as, as little camera time as possible because they don't like your partner mm -hmm. i just i feel so bad for her and um, I'm sure she's going to be fine. Like her DMs are going to be popping after the show, but <laughs> it's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he also, oh, go ahead. 
Sorry. Um, I think what you said earlier, Mabel, about like that self-awareness part, I think that's really the key here because I think we see this in some of the other folks from this group where it doesn't seem like Brandon fully knows himself and or fully accepts himself. And it feels like he's kind of playing the role he thinks he's supposed to, where he if he's a really private person, like my guess is he's probably a little bit more on the introverted side, like going to having the type of job where you're at a lot of social functions and you're always meeting new people and you're in those types of environments. It's hard for me to imagine that that's like something he really loves to do. Mm -hmm. I just, it's, it feels like so much of him is crafted around just this image that he's this, this kind of box he's trying to fit in. And I think that it kind of had this ripple effect into him being selected, him being selected for Taylor and how all the rest of this, you know, really played out. And, you know, we're going to talk about Mika and Michael a little bit later. And like, I think that's part of the thing with Michael too, where he just doesn't fully know or embrace himself. And that has, it has all these effects in our lives that we, you don't realize until you're like, Oh, (laughs) I'm not being myself. Like I'm not comfortable being myself. Why not? And you know, that's a lot to unpack. And so it just, I just feel like he wasn't anywhere near being ready for this experience to begin with. Yeah. One thing I had a question I wanted to ask you too, but before I say that real quick, one thing I noticed after you said that I'll go about him not being in the video is that he could have also opted into that to say, listen, I already took my camera or my mic off. How many times while I've been filming? Don't put another mic on me when I'm in this. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And And they had like, I'm fine with that. We don't like you anyways. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, you know, you're right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I wanted to ask you too, though, as well, because we're seeing that throughout filming more characters come out, right? And what do you think would help for each individual, for the experts to kind of get that self-awareness and maybe avoid some of these pitfalls? If you know, we could give advice to people before next season. Hmm. So like finding people who are comfortable being in front of camera, you mean, or... Finding more people that are consistent from their interview onto the eight weeks afterwards. uh, um, So I've I've seen a lot of comments about this, and people are really angry, and rightly so, like especially Michael and Mika. Um, But I think, honestly, I think that's just part of dating. Like, what the person tells you when you're first dating, or on their profile, or like you know, like we. If any generation understands um, that you can't take what the other person is saying early on in dating, it's our generation, right? Like with online dating and all this type of stuff, you you kind of have to discover the person, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's unfortunate; it shouldn't be that way. You but can't meet everybody online and in, in person. What? <laughs> I just, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm six foot two on their profile. And then you see them, you're like, you're barely, you're barely five, nine. Like what, <laughs> what, what happened? You know, or like, I've seen some, <laughs> I see some like crazy, like articles about people photoshopping their heads on different bodies and using that as their profile. Like to what there's end? a lot, <laughs> you know, 
So like, or like the Mika, like I am uh, with Mika and Michael, she kind of said it of, I think he, I was matched with who he said he was, not who he actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's with Brandon and Taylor too. I think the way he comes across in short sprints is different than (laughs) Mm -hmm. when he's like under pressure. Yeah. Um, So I don't, I don't really blame the show. I mean, I guess maybe you could record them beforehand for like a few days before selecting them, but they have so many contestants. That's how many people are you going to record (laughs) beforehand? I just feel like people are going to always be on their best behavior, especially in the earlier days of recording. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to necessarily get, I apologize, there's a dog licking his leg behind me. Um, (laughs) I feel like people are just going to be always presenting their best self. Like I think of it like a job interview where, you know, you're going to be talking about all of the best projects you've been on, all your accomplishments, you know, all your different experience. And of, of course, you're not going to be like, yeah, and I'm also kind of an asshole, so like, or I'm late all the time. Like, you're never going to, like, divulge those things. It's going to be like, well, what are your weaknesses? Like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. You know, like, it's that kind of BS where it's like, it, no matter how self-aware you are, you're never going to be like, yeah, straight up, this is a thing that's that sucks about me. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um, so... I think what I would do is try to see, uh, devise some like wave to see how people handle stress where it's like, I think I made a joke about this on a past recording, but I was like, put them all in a room and tell them you're going to start in five minutes and you actually start in 45 minutes. And it's like just a little bit too hot and like it's lunchtime and everyone's a little bit on it. And just is this like, legal? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying like, in, like the human rights. Okay. situation. <laughs> But like just something to um, just see how flexible people are. So like not only do you see like how committed they are to the process, but you also see how they react when they're put under pressure, how they treat the people around them and, you know, that kind of thing. Or like have them do like a those like stupid like team building exercises where it's like an impossible task so that you're, you're not really going to accomplish it, but you have to work together like those are ways of seeing how people deal with that stuff. You might see somebody who's shutting down and they're not really trying anymore. And you might see one person who's just like barking orders at everybody else. Then another person who's fighting back at that person. Like that's where we start to see a little bit more of how those things play out. And I think that would be really helpful. And I think that, would you say that name? Yeah. Having a fun time back there. Um, so I think just where you can like naturally have those situations and kind of see people in that environment, that would just help get a fuller understanding of them where they don't actually realize they're being kind of evaluated on those things. Yeah. What do you think, Mabel? I think one, you definitely need more people. This cannot be a one-to-one interview where you only meet the candidate and that person decides, you know, I'm the right fit to get married because of X, Y, Z. Like mm-hmm. that's only one side of the story. Um, I was thinking, so after the wedding, they always have that brunch after with the family mm-hmm. or close friends, like not everybody is close with their family. If there was something like that in the social setting to be like, hey, we just want to, and this can be the ten, the final 10 contestants, don't have to be like all 100,000 right. that apply, <laughs> but <laughs> like if we Everyone. <laughs> You're going to be camera for you. Yeah. No. Um, if this were something, you know, the final 10 contestants, the ones that get the um, Dr. Pepper home visit, right? Mm-hmm. Let 
them be whether it's filmed in their everyday life for i don't know a few days get you know these brunches with their friends and family the next day mm -hmm. it'd be great if people who are going like these finalists like all the 10 and guys and 10 girls to be together you know like have a one massive kind of brunch or something like that with yeah. the 10 final contestants and they can bring like one person if they want to kind of thing mm -hmm. like different social settings so mm -hmm. the people who are perfect at putting on their best self in three hours like okay maybe Sick. they put it on their best <laughs> ready go like <laughs> if they're you know putting on their best self in the first brunch with their family okay like by the second third you know different interaction or, or day of filming following you're probably going to get to see what's consistent and what's not although i just realized there's a premise in this because i totally agree which is really good before i go into it like i i think that could help just being around them more it's just going to show you more of their per their actual personality so i totally agree with you there but we're kind of going off the premise like not it's not just people who are mentally mature who deserve love right like everybody deserves a chance at it so i don't know if that's even fair to say hey we have to have people who are well adjusted who are mm. perfect uh in many ways like not everybody can be a mindy you know like <laughs> like so yes <laughs> so i guess that I, that's another problem where um, like even our perfect couples, Jessica and Austin, there are things that they could do better. You know, like, I don't know. Um, it just, maybe it's this season in particular because so many of the couples were having problems. It felt like the vetting wasn't the best, but you know, to play devil's advocate, like everybody needs, deserves a shot <laughs> at this. And if they applied, they are saying that they are willing to deal with this situation, right? Like True. we're not forcing people to apply. <laughs> if you apply, you know, uh, Pastor Kyle kind of said it. He's like, this is a reality TV show. You apply to go on a reality TV show. True. And, ex and extroverts are always going to look like, like when you get a social setting, it's going to be easier for an extrovert to socialize mm -hmm. everybody else and an introvert too. So it's like right. yeah. no easy way to really yeah. know the people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did want to say one, I kind of wanted to talk about Brandon a little bit in particular, where he frustrated me for the many reasons that everyone else <laughs> is frustrated. But the fact that he was so antagonistic on production, it just, it's, it's stupid to me. Like, these are the people who are recording you. They're the ones who are going to edit they're the ones who are going to decide how you look on national television. Do you really want to get on their bad side? It's pretty short-sighted. They're the waiter that might spit in your food. Exactly. It's so short-sighted. And then for him to then be angry that they're not treating him the best way. It's like you made them your enemy. What did you expect? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. You know, it reminds me of, um, you know, my mom's in management for her company there. And every once in a while, there'll be a person who comes in and cusses everyone out and gives their piece of their mind. And that's fine. Like, if you're going to do that, okay. But then don't be surprised when other people at the job don't like you. <laughs> like, it's, you have the right to say how you feel. 
and they have the right to react. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about Brandon is I, I feel like he was probably that kid when he was like being babysat where he was just a complete asshole to the babysitter for no reason because he was like mad at his parents or something. <laughs> Where he was like, I want macaroni and cheese. And he like slams it across the room. They're just like, why are you punishing me? And like, that's the way he's treating the production crew where it's like, they have nothing to do with the reason that he's stressed out. They've got like, they are literally just doing their jobs Mm -hmm. and he is making it. He is just directing all of his anger at the situation, his frustration in the completely wrong direction. Instead of just dealing with it, it's just like, no, it's your fault. And off we go. So it's just, I mean, not a huge shocker that Taylor doesn't want to stay with this man. (laughs) I mean, he's over it. So I guess we'll see in the reunion episode how that goes for them, because I'm sure some some stuff will come out between, you know. What NBA player are we going? Like, what? who, which NBA player is going out with Taylor next? For Taylor? Yeah. (laughs) We've got some, uh, we've got some great choices here. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'll try to think of one next time we record. (laughs) I could get right. a good we'll list. Make yeah. episode, which NBA player. <laughs> I'll make some calls. Um, all right. So next we got to talk Mika and Michael. So the first thing I want to talk about is before decision day, when they're like on their way back from the couple's retreat mm-hmm. and, you know, they're, they both are pretty disappointed with how things went. Um, Michael had to leave because he was working on some arrangements for his uncle's funeral and had to, you know, came back again. Mm-hmm. Um, And there was just a lot of like, just not great communication between them or like she wasn't really sure when he was coming and going and he didn't seem to feel super supported by her emotionally and like this really hard time. And so they're, they're driving back and then they stop at like a, was that an apple orchard to do their their little date and they're going to like talk about stuff. And first of all, I was like, who picked this date? Because they are out there. They're clearly like really hot. There's bugs just flying around their faces. They're sitting like out in the sun and like picking fruit and like trying to like with the the best person in the world, that's going to be a frustrating situation. That's like putting them in a pressure cooker and they're already yeah. frustrated with each other. I was just like, why did you do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I I want to get your thoughts on how you felt like that went and that the whole thing with him picking the lunch and he gave her the other one without asking what mm-hmm. she wanted. Like, uh, what, Plus, what happened? that hayride was so awkward. There's social distancing before you have to. <laughs> Look. They're not messing around. They're trying to be safe. <laughs> Even before we knew about COVID, premonition. <laughs> Oh, uh, I just thought it was so awkward and they just made it over the I wouldn't say they I'd say Michael made it over the top like why are you playing you know hostile and I'm mad at you I don't know and talk yeah. to you like around it's just and you also mind you kept saying I'm in this I'm trying I'm doing my best no you're not dude no one cares if you really don't like just please be upfront and honest. You don't want to be in this anymore. You're over it. You are annoyed in her presence. You want to leave. We all know it. Why are you forcing yourself yeah. to go on these apple picking activities and have yeah. lunch with her? And you won't even sit down on the dang blanket. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You are visibly irritated being in her presence. What are you doing? 
He was clearly more excited about the pudding in his lunch bag than he was. <laughs> the dang pudding. <laughs> also maybe fix your broken marriage. Score. <laughs> this is, this is really good. pudding. He kept like oh, going yeah. into the, like, I'm pretty sure you got all the pudding out of the cup. Like yeah. that's some good pudding. Down. That's some good pudding. <laughs> What if he like didn't actually like pudding? He's lying about liking pudding. Like that going with He was like, I just need something to fill the silence. Anything. <laughs> anything to not talk to Miko. That was just so awkward. Yeah. <sighs> what a train wreck. Weirdly, I think he was well, not that scene, but the scene afterwards, he seemed to be trying more and putting more of an effort. And they even had a few scenes of them like smiling awkwardly at each other it's just they're so bad like even when they're having good moments i'm like oh this isn't what you guys do (laughs) worse somehow (laughs) it's like that one person who doesn't smile and then like you're like oh that's weird you never smile then when they do you're like oh that's why you don't smile your teeth are awful that's so sad Oh, no. You got like a bunch of pop rocks in your mouth there. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, they just, I think weirdly, because they're so hardworking, like this thing has been done for weeks, but because yeah. they're so adamant and so hardworking and so persistent, they're still, tr- they tried okay. through this re- just stupid excuse of a, uh, <laughs> of a marriage here. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. I feel like they just keep <laughs> trying to work on it and work on it, but it's like it I don't know if this is too morose of a, a comparison, but it feels like it's like their marriage is on life support and like mm. they're not there anymore, but they're like they don't believe in pulling the plug. Mm. <laughs> we can cut that up. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I can't think of an analogy that's lighter than that. I'm kidding. But it's just kind of like, it's it's so rigid in that thinking of like, they both said that they don't really feel divorce is an option. Yeah. Well, it's like that cartoon that it's, you, it's like those digging a hole. Like you think that somehow you get out of the hole if you keep digging and you keep digging and you keep digging. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like, just yes. wait a second. Like if you actually look to your left or look to your right there's a ladder look up you can get out of the hole yeah. but somehow you think that you can find your way out of this if you just keep doing the same wrong habit you're already doing yeah, yeah. focus 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 like that's not working so far um so i think like they're when they were kind of doing their contemplation about if they wanted to stay in the marriage or leave all that kind of a thing like even though they're both saying divorce doesn't feel like an option i was like I'm curious for both of them what they would say, like, why would you stay? Like, what are the good reasons that you want to stay? Because if it's only that this relationship has potential or uh, we were matched by experts or, you know, we've been through a lot together, like that, that's not, that's not anything good about the relationship. It's just where it could be. Like, just because you're paired with someone (laughs) and like you're legally married, like, the relationship itself like what is good about it and i couldn't think of anything like they have these brief moments where they're a little bit more lighthearted and they joke around a little bit but like those are few and far between and they feel a little painful even in themselves like yeah uh, yeah like even on their at their best it, it felt i was like there's no 
joy in this. It, like, it feels like she's yeah. lecturing him and he yeah. feels like he's on a job interview every time they talk. Like, it's just, oh my goodness. I just also, well, I, I, I'm sure we can get to decision day a little later <laughs> because the way he talked, you could tell he rehearsed what he was going to say. Yes. He kept on saying like, it's the mirage of my life. I'm like, who talks like that? What do you, <laughs> sorry, the mosaic, that is my life. I'm like, you, what? What? Okay. <laughs> this is clearly pre-written. Mm -hmm. um, I did, to go back to that episode of 15, I did like their conversation um, where he was, basically kind of saying he finally spit out why he was being so awkward and weird during the date he was saying, you know, a person in my family passed and I didn't feel sympathy from you. And I thought they actually addressed that pretty well. Like he, he laid out his case and like, you know, like I just, and I, I understood what his, his, uh, his problem, you know, like if that happens, you want the person, your person, to comfort you and be there and and her answers of like yeah i understand things happen but i think our stuff is very important to you or something it's it's like yeah she acted like their relationship problems were the priority over him like going through the loss of a family member yeah right when it's the relationship like you're with the whole person yeah. not just you know you start to itemize and rank things such as mm -hmm. were more important than your family member dying like wait a second yeah. like if this is really your partner mm -hmm. you're going through these things together you can care about the relationship and be there for your partner when their yeah uncle dies yeah. like it's mm -hmm. yeah and like mm -hmm. i remember i think i think it was last podcast ashley like you made a great point about Keith and Iris where they like that brought them together more like mm -hmm. her being yeah. there her you know she was there with the family she like you could tell she cared and he in turn obviously felt that like ironically if she was more sympathetic and more understanding I think that could have helped bring them together but like you know obviously they both it was not happening regardless <laughs> so I <laughs> It is. And I think maybe for like them, I just have a theme like for these couple of theme of self-awareness today, but with yeah. Mika and Michael, both of them kept saying things to the other person that's like, you need to fix this and this is your problem. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe I can kind of consider a little bit what I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Michael, he was saying, yeah, that's something I can do a little. And he, a lot though, was more so like, you know, these are things you need to do. You need to help me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. You have habits you can't take into the marriage. You, you know, have issues. Same with Mika, very much. You have these issues. Mm -hmm. You're lying. You have practices. Like, I can't trust you because of things you're doing. And I don't feel like either person enough was like, what? can i do differently that hey maybe for previous relationships this worked and i thought this was the way to do it mm -hmm. but clearly with you it's not mm -hmm. so what can i do differently and how is that going to help us be better and like i just really was missing a lot of that between both of them to yeah have that more self-awareness yeah it's like they weren't willing to give or like shift mm -hmm. at all but they expected the other person to do that for them mm -hmm. Where it's just like, it wasn't, what can I do for you to make you feel more comfortable? But like, you need to start being more vulnerable. Like, yeah. How, in what world does that work? Like, hey, be vulnerable with me right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you create you create the conditions for that. You don't, 
you can't command someone to do that. Yeah. She, uh, Mika is another person who I think the situation, I imagine it was her, her with another partner, we would see a completely different side of her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I'm only doing this based off of her interactions with Taylor. Like she seems fun. She's very perceptive when it's other people's relationships. <laughs> like aren't she, she made some great points. Yeah. Aren't we all, <laughs> but she made some great points and she was, you know, you can tell she's very analytical and just a clear thinker. It's just, she lacks the warmth, unfortunately. And, and that's fine. You know, if you don't, if that's not your thing, I think you kind of have to have a partner who will bring that. Um, but it's just, it just felt cold the entire time. Um, and I understand her hesitation. Like I, once you think everything your partner is saying is a lie, it's hard to listen to anything they say. So I get it. Um, yeah, I, I guess if you don't mind, let's, we could kind of go to decision day. Uh, cause she was dressed as she was getting dressed for the next person. Like he, she was looking, she was like, I need to look good for whoever I'm going to talk to next. <laughs> like that's what this felt like. Wow. Dang. <laughs> I, would, I don't friend. know if I that. I liked her hair though. Her hair was nice. Like it was, it was a good. Uh, was great. I, I was really couldn't stop talking about how cute she looked. She was yeah. just like, not cute is the wrong word. This dog yeah. will not be crying. Um, I could give him like a, yeah. like a licky mat or something. To keep him. Yeah, I'll just pet him. Um, yeah, so it, it, she like really got dressed up. I thought, I just thought she looked really great and really mm -hmm. like sure of herself. And I think we kind of saw that in like Mindy later, where she was just like, you could tell she was like put together and she was just like, mm, nope, I like, I made my decision, like mm -hmm. I'm okay with it and mm -hmm. um, able to kind of turn that corner. And yeah, I, it, it was kind of heartbreaking to her hear her first say that she didn't want to stay together and that he followed it up with, I don't believe in divorce. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> if only they could have just led with him and just, you know, I, or, I don't know, like just done it differently. Mm -hmm. It was just, I know these situations, th these conversations are going to be rough no matter what, because yeah. it's like everybody in, the, everybody in the room, everybody in the world is watching, but it was, it felt it felt really, really hard, yeah. like harder than usual for these conversations. Yeah. I wish there was a way to see this with like, for example, Brandon and Taylor. I wonder if he was going to say yes. Like I, I, I know like there's no way to, I guess you could ask them to both write down their answer on a piece of paper, but that seems unnecessary. But yeah, with Mika and Michael from, his reaction, it definitely felt like he was going to say yes. Um, and yeah, he said he doesn't believe in divorce. He was going to keep going. I mean, I had a tough time with that, though, because, like, then to that, I would say, so what is your final line, right, to say this is not going yeah. to work? Yeah. Because if you play back to the, you know, episode 15 again, Mika was the one who's trying and engaging and talking and mm -hmm. wanting to see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Michael's like, Psh. I mean, I technically married you, so I got to sit here with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't really understand when, and to me, I saw 
Michael saying that as a way of playing to the camera and playing into the show and being like, I'm signed up to be married. And so I don't believe in divorce. And so I want to see this through. Um, I was saying that for his actions, it doesn't really show that he is in this marriage, but he yet he wants to say things like, I don't believe in divorce. and I want to see this through. But then where are you actually going to try to make this marriage work? If right now it's only substantiated in the words you say. Mm-hmm. that's a great um, point. yeah yeah because i mean i think we've seen that from both of them where it's a lot of talk and not a lot of actions where it's like uh, they both they both have been doing that quite a lot where it's like oh i want to fight for this marriage i don't believe in divorce i want you to be able to feel vulnerable with me i want you to be honest and all these different things and everything is just a heavy hard discussion i'm sitting on the couch 50 feet apart him drinking something every three seconds and they're they're talking about like what they need from each other and then they like kind of awkwardly come to an agreement and then uh, that that seems to be it but we don't see them doing the things of like hey let's like have a meal together let's go somewhere let's try a new activity let's do like you (laughs) you you can't like just move a relationship forward from your like intense couch conversations (laughs) you know yeah. and like that's a part of the relationship it is but it, that cannot be the only part of the relationship yeah it's a fun thought experiment of if they didn't have because the thing that started all this right is the whole conversation they had on the flight to their honeymoon i wonder mm-hmm. how things would be different in some parallel universe where they never had that conversation like would they would they be fine because that you know like that's the thing that solidified in her head that he's a liar because you know she's convinced he said that to her and he kept on saying i did not say that so that was the thing that like once she had that in her head she was scanning for other lies and he helped he kept on giving her more lies to find but (laughs) like she was in that headspace of he is a liar i now need to get evidence to prove that and as opposed to just I'm going to discover this new person that I'm married to. I wonder, I wonder how things would be if, I guess I, I could just ask that as a question. Do you think they would have been able to make it if they never had that conversation on the, the flight, um, about? Make it is a hard way to put it. Mm-hmm. So he gives me the vibe of being that kind of person in a relationship that he won't end it. He's going to force you to end it yeah because he is going to save face and come across as you know i'm working on this yeah. when behind closed doors he's really not yeah but you know to get back to your point of if this would have worked i i also still think it wouldn't have worked because mm-hmm. in the end of it i mean your truth is going to come out right like yeah. you're, you are who you are yeah. and you just give it a matter of time and yeah if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, if it's today or tomorrow, you'll know. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I think if it wasn't that conversation and it's unfortunate, it was so early in their relationship, mm-hmm. I think it would have been something else. Like he was, it seems like he was kind of in the middle of a job transition when the filming started. And so it, it would have been something with his job that would have still happened, even if they didn't have the whole, you know, conversation about expectations about the honeymoon and all mm-hmm. that stuff it would have still been like another issue is that they it it seems like they're just both people who take a minute to warm up to each other and like this specific you know where they're in a relationship suddenly and they're strangers Mm -hmm. um 
And like that part of it, I think would still be an issue where it's Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to relax and be yourself because it's just like, this is a marriage. And there was like this immediate formality that they both had with it of just like, we have to make this work. And like, we're going to have children in this amount of time. Mm -hmm. And like, they had all these really like serious formal conversations early. And I think that would have happened regardless. Um, Mm -hmm. So no, I don't, I don't think that it would have made much difference. I think this is something like, and a small example of like, you know, couples right now in COVID, what they're facing. Some maybe need it. Like you have couples that are living together now 24 seven, quarantined together, mm-hmm. can't go outside, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. For some, it took that to be like, this wasn't going to work. For some, thankfully, they were able to build the foundation together to now say, oh, thankfully, we were able to build slowly and, and grow stronger, and now we can handle COVID together. Mm-hmm. Or others knew it all along. It just took COVID to finally say, listen, like you knew this was a problem, and mm-hmm. being in each other's face only magnified that problem. So like, mm-hmm. yes, for some, you may be able to change the narrative and make it work, right. but mm-hmm. for some, you just can't. And yeah. for Mika and Michael, it seems like they can't. For some couples, yeah. they're having babies because, you know, a lot of babies <laughs> are being conceived right now in this pandemic. <laughs> what do you think, though, Agu? Do you think narrative would have changed for them? Um, I think I think you kind of agree. I feel like I say this all the time, but I agree with <laughs> your point. I think once he had that job change, like you can tell she's a person who uh needs that security in her life and the moment he switched jobs that would have been it for her she's like oh wait what like he's had what three jobs in the eight weeks that he's been on this show and you know that she's a person who finds that she finds she needs that stability that's not stable you know and and i don't think that's on him but unfortunately the timing was unfortunate with that yeah Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, like, we don't really know what happened because you can't really take what he says because that seems a bit odd that you were offered a, ra- a a promotion, but then you end up leaving to go to another place. And then you leave that place because they promised things that they didn't do. Like, what? I... Ooh. So it more feels like he lied on his resume than he got there and they found out that he lied on his resume. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this would play out into your work life too, yeah. right? Like, oh, he's definitely that... lied on his resume. I mean, like he even said it on the decision day. He's like things that you have to do to get to your position, and it served me well at certain points. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, last thing on my list is I just want to make a montage of him drinking things, <laughs> like every <laughs> that or like, like his cup. weird eye thing. He'd be like, like just. Mm. And I like, I was looking them up a little bit and like, it came up with um, this list of different behaviors that people do when they're lying. And it was like, not making eye contact, looking down, leaning back, touching the face, covering the mouth. And he does this stuff all the time. He's talking and it's like, yikes, man. (laughs) It's not even good lying. (laughs) That's honestly, that's the thing that angered me more with him. It's like, Yo, if you're gonna lie, lie, but don't be stupid about it. Like it's, I feel the same way about criminals. It's like, if you're gonna do the crime, don't get caught. Like do it in a way that you're not going to get caught. Like just, his lies were so small and pointless and unnecessary. Like he really does have to work on that. Like you can tell it's 
a behavior. It's a trait of his, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even doing what you think it's doing. No. Like, it reminds me of, like, any time I've ever worn Spanx. I'm like, everybody knows what your body looks like, girl. <laughs> like, having this thing is maybe going to look make you look a little different. But it's like, uh, my body is what it is. That's okay. <laughs> or it's like, oh, it's not love doing it. what you think it's, it's doing for you. And it's yeah. okay to be whoever you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there could be a really useful prep course for everybody Uh-oh. on the show and on the show. <laughs> be who you are, please, yeah. for the sanity of all everyone, of all the people on the show and off the show. Mm-hmm. Let's have some just basic discussions on just life, on, you know, life. Self-like yes, exactly. Or just lie better. Or just lie better. Honestly, <laughs> like that's my thing. Like if you're gonna lie, just do better. That's it. Like you need to give them that list that she was talking about of tells and be like, don't do these. <laughs> I, for, I forget. Become the... a better liar. That's the takeaway from this for Goo, Katie, and Derek. Gonna... Let's get into them. Where do I even begin? At first, they definitely both want to be committed to this relationship. Mm-hmm. They're trying. They're communicating. They're there for one another for the most part, and then. Katie gets into saying these, don't be upset if this doesn't work out. If this doesn't work out, it's only to make us both happy. And also asking, what do you think I'm going to say? Like, okay, when are you going to tell him you already decided? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) it's the comments that she's saying clearly was like, uh, I mean, I thought it was clear, was like, I don't want this. And then decision day, she decides to keep going and wants this relationship to work out. Like, whoa, 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 180 from the person we just saw walking down the dock with Derek and uh, putting a a love lock on the chain together. Mm. What? Mm -hmm. Where are you trying to lead us down this road relationship with Mm -hmm. you two? What do you two think? She was clearly trying to keep her options open at that point. Like, she didn't want to feel like she had made some false promises. Like, and it... It seems like right up until the moment that she said her decision, she was on the fence almost where I was like, I don't know. I I still stand by my, my earlier diagnosis that I think she just doesn't respect him and that she is somebody who needs to be with someone a little bit more mature. This whole man child thing is just the big issue. And so I think is thinking, can I deal with this long term? Can I I grow this what she's calling a friendship? It's like, girl, you're not in a friendship. Like you're you're clearly still like attracted to each other. You you still have these moments where like e- even if they don't maybe realize it, they're communicating to us that like you are you're kind of in this together. You you have your connection. Like you're not as distant from each other as you might think you are. Mm-hmm. It's that you have to accept who the other person is. And if you can't, that's okay. But you have to be honest about that. Because I I never would have thought at this point I would be defending Derek. But <laughs> do Whoa, tables to turn. Yeah. yeah. Like, he yeah. Is, she's disrespecting him. She's like walking all over him. She's like, there's a way to give feedback where it's constructive and it's coming from a place of respect. She doesn't do that at all. She just like let's go with whatever's on her mind and she'll use like the harshest terms and it, it's just like that to me or it's all the signals that i'm like you don't respect this man but she she knows enough that like she's a little bit out of line where i think she's like okay i'm gonna not call it yet at least mm-hmm. but i was just like 
it's it's it was really really hard to watch them i <laughs> tell us how i feel Goo. like i'm very happy that so normally we will like watch some of the episode before we record um like we'll time it that we're kind of just finishing up watching the show and then we start talking and I'm very happy that we didn't we weren't able to do that for this recording because I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated that they stick together. I just Oh my goodness, but before <laughs> before before I go into that like we can't we can't brush over episode 15. We got to we got to give this some juice. Mm. I have never seen someone like that was her setting him up for hey i'm going to say no just so you know like it was clear there was that was it you know like it was like oh you know i think we have more of a friendship vibe or well you know i think we really tried or when they were putting the locket and she refused to i think i forget what his uh wish was but she refused to say that something forever exactly and she's like i can't promise that yeah she's like no let's go with to make each other happy yeah and he's like well and then she then she goes and says the thing she's thinking inside out loud and she's like well because you know we can make each other happy but maybe that means with other people like it was she's just like kicking this guy left and right and he's like a he just keeps on taking it and no reaction he's just getting beat up it's just it felt like uh that that meme with rocky where like he's like He's already down. Stop swinging. He's already <laughs> dead. Like she's just throwing more jabs at him, and he keeps on like coming back like a hurt puppy or something. It just <sighs> okay. So uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so there's that right, and I and I was very angry and very frustrated by that. Um, and to go into decision day. I think this was, I really, really, really wish they asked her first. I think they made a mistake in this. And mm-hmm. there's no way that they, I, I genuinely, I think that if they asked her first, she would have said no. She said yes, because he said yes. Mm-hmm. And he was very sweet. And that wasn't like, it felt like she made that decision right then and there. Mm-hmm. And this is a clear case in my opinion of a person who she wants to go with her ex that's what this is she's looking for excuses to be okay with going with her ex and you can tell with her conversations with her parents with her conversations with everybody she doesn't she doesn't feel that way with derek and mm-hmm. it's similar to zach and mindy where if you're not feeling the person okay but don't string them along like this yeah, reminds <laughs> This reminds me of uh, Married at First Sight, and uh, not Married at First Sight. Love is Blind, with. It reminds me. Let's talk about right now. <laughs> well, of course, it reminds you of it. Uh, but like, it reminds me of Love is Blind with Jessica and Mark, where she kept on stringing this guy along because she. Her second choice. Because exactly, but she, the person that she did want, she was stringing him along as just backup as she pursued mm-hmm. the person she actually wanted. That's what this is. Like she wants to be with the ex and she's just stringing Derek along. And at least Jessica from Love is Blind was able to let 
him go and be like, all right, this is not going to work out. I'm going to set you free. Go to the wild. <laughs> and Derek and Katie, she's not even doing that. Like this, this fucking idiot is still all here thinking, oh, I got to make this work. I don't want to say. <clears throat> it's so mad. It's so mad. I just, and the worst part is. Who literally has his head in his hands. <laughs> I just, and I think the worst part now is whatever happens to him, you did this to yourself now. Like she's going to continue to treat you like shit. She's going to continue to disrespect you and not, yeah. and, and you did this to yourself. You had the out. You had the out and you refused to take it. So whatever happens, that's on you now. That's on you, Derek. So something I wanted to note, though, I don't think Derek's that dumb. So he pulled out that book and was like, let's at least fill this out. Um, you know, the, the bucket wish list, couple wish list. And was like, let's at least fill this out together. You know, you got me this for your, you know, gift for our marriage. And in that scene... I saw a little bit of what a lot, what all three of us have been saying about Taylor playing it up to be like, I put it on my um, like mm. effort into this and mm. I tried as much as I could. And I'm going to walk away from this, at least being able to tell the, you know, everybody, all the watchers on, you know, online and on TV to be like, I definitely did everything I could because I was like, wait a second, you just got back from what felt like an extremely awkward date where yeah. she was telling you she doesn't want to be with you without actually saying those words. And you're going to come back with, let's do a couple's bucket list together. Like, mm, that's a good point. like that to me felt like he was kind of playing into a little bit. Be like, yeah, I'm going to be. And I'm just like, hmm, 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 I don't know. Interesting. Where it's almost yeah. like with all these couples, it's like they're and, and part of how they tell the story is like one person's more the villain than the other yeah. even when like even with brandon and taylor like taylor made some mistakes too and did some messed up stuff but brandon is probably seen more as the villain right yeah. and like katie and Derek, katie is definitely seen more as the villain and so do you that's, that's an interesting point i didn't i don't think i saw it that way but i could i don't know to me he's like going back to my golden retriever reference from before like he feels just like that dog that is just like happy-go-lucky and like you know somebody can like kind of be a jerk to it and it'll just still like hang out mm -hmm. and it just kind of like lets it roll off his little back maybe but <laughs> the thing with katie is i think her i think when she sees him being childish and immature she's just so angry at him because it's like that's who I didn't get to be when I was a kid. And so like, how dare you have that thing? And she just keeps getting angry about that. And I just don't think that's something that you ever get over. If you start to see someone that way, like if you haven't dealt with that stuff, like on your own, like this is going to keep playing out over and over. And I normally I would be like, okay, cool. If this, if relationship has, you know, any sort of foundation that's already been built, like maybe they can go somewhere from here. Maybe like, it's a good sign. It's usually a good thing to, to want to keep working on it. Yeah. But if you already know that stuff, if you've already uncovered that, then like, what is there to grow from? Like what could possibly change for you to stop thinking of this guy as a weirdo and a loser as you exactly. have in his face at a retreat weekend? Like what, exactly. what are you doing? And then right, he, right. you yell that at him, and then he goes back and it's, I'm so sorry. Why are you apologizing? You've literally done yeah, nothing that's wrong. Not okay. mm -hmm. That's not okay. And I also wanted to say, this is 
something that really frustrated me when watching this. When they w were driving along in the dirt road, they saw a wild turtle and they decided to save the turtle. It is a wild animal. Leave the wild animal in its natural habitat and stop disturbing the thing. Preach. Who are you to say the animal needed saving in the first place? Preach. Right? That made me so mad. Yeah. I'm glad that five minutes later they cut to the clip of they talked to the pet store, it sounded like, and were like, leave the wild animal in its place, please. And they returned the animal from being saved. Like, what? Yeah. That really made me mad. How much, uh, how much do you want to bet that that was just someone on the crew? Like, <laughs> no, don't do that, guys. Like, this turtle's going to die. You don't like, know what you're, you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just that the arrogance of that. But, like, I mean, isn't that... <laughs> I think we see this in other ways where it's... Someone, like, I know nothing about this animal or its habitat or what it survives on or what it's like with other turtles, but it's in the middle of the road. So I'm going to save it. And I'm, I don't know any of those things, but my incompetence is superior to its surroundings because this is the one. <laughs> so you're going to take this animal home mm -hmm. and put it in a glass cage. Like there is no need. <laughs> oh, oh I, my yeah, gosh. No, I'm, with I'm just like, the arrogance of that is just unbelievable yeah. of like, I can take care of you better than your natural environment could. Yeah. Like I wanted to slap yeah. her so hard. Like, great. Have your kid moment, like get the turtle out of the road. That's a great thing to do. Like make sure it doesn't get run over by right. a car, but like <laughs> leave it there then. <laughs> like it's fine. Does it look like it's hurt in any way? No, leave right. it. <laughs> the name for the turtle was pretty funny though. <laughs> It's pretty yet, solid. But his name is Cal. His name is Cal. He's not a pastor yet. It's... I wonder how Pastor Cal felt about that. They should have brought that oh, up. First of all, I hear the name in the first place. <laughs> so. Oh man. Oh my god. Okay, oh, I, I'm gosh. trying to like. And oh, sorry. Go go ahead. Cause... So to change topic, another thing with them. Did you notice at the end of decision day? So both of them said yes. They're going to commit. They want to be together. At the end of decision day, they had a preview to the reunion. So episode. let's. I want to save that. I want to save that if okay. you don't mind. I want to save yeah, that because that's fine. a lot to talk about next. Episode because here's yeah. So before we go into that, if you don't mind, I have to. One of the things that I noticed this with her. I noticed this with Michael yeah. and Mika. We're in a. You're in a partnership, right? And I think we're in a situation where for most relationships, each person is a 50-50 partner. Why is it always on the guy to come up with the date and to come up with the hangouts? Like, yeah, the one relate the one couple in this sh season that it wasn't like that, Jessica and Austin, they're the most successful mm -hmm. one. She's the one who's like, oh, you know what? Oh, I heard you like to swing and that baseball. you were base into, you were very much into baseball. Let's go on a baseball mm -hmm. date. He also did dates for her. It's not always on the guy to have to come up with this stuff. And it, mm -hmm. it frustrates me to no end mm -hmm. because the same people who will, like you could tell with Derek and Katie, she was frustrated by that. But instead of her doing a date night she would wait for him to do it and if he doesn't do it she then gets angry and says he lacks initiative you're the one who's literally not doing it you're waiting for him to act that is the lack of initiate like you are so 
fucking hypocritical doing that. And I think it's it's just like we're in this culture where it's the man or the the guy is always the pursuer. So there's this weird double. There's this weird double standard of no, he has to be pursuing. He has to be. If it's a partnership, both people like I, that's one of the things, honestly, with us, uh, <laughs> with Ashley, where I was like, oh, this is one of the things that made me think, oh, this is something that's going to be great is when like you had date nights as well. Like it wasn't just me coming up with dates. It wasn't just me coming up with where we're going to go. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's not all on me to constantly think of what we're going to do next. Mm -hmm. um, oh, just, the story of a goon, Ashley. It's just <laughs> in a rant. <laughs> but it's just it's just it's frustrated me quite a bit. Um, is that am I wrong in this in thinking this? Or? No, I think you're right on. I yeah. think that's definitely like a societal thing where, yeah. and again, in heterosexual relationships, this is a thing where, and, and Katie has talked about this too before. Like, remember when they were having one of their many mac and cheese dinner nights and she was like, <laughs> Gourmet. have me, Derek. Like you have to, you have to pursue me. And she's like holding her wine with her mac and cheese. And I was like, you can't do that when you have mac and cheese in front of you, sweetie. Like, you, just you don't look as classy as you think you do. Do that in front of a charcuterie board. Charcuterie board? Like, yeah, sure. But like, you can't. Anyways. Um, What's like, what if like, she did that with some like, uh, some like, what's the, the dino chicken nugget? <laughs> the dino nuggets? <laughs> like eating her chicken nugget like, you don't have me, okay? <laughs> I'm like a real classy bitch. With like a Lunchable or something. <laughs> like, oh, no. juice box. like, you know what? <laughs> Wait a second. Let me get, there's more juice in here. One second. <laughs> oh, just slurping it. Oh. Oh. But like, she anyway, clearly anyway. has that mentality of like, you gotta, it's, it's that same messed up scenario of it's like the lady, the woman has the goods and the guy is trying to get them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, well, he's also got some goods. Like maybe he's want, wanting you to get him too. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> if you start to think about it that way, mm -hmm. it gets a lot more interesting because then you're creating the relationship that you want for yourself and it's benefiting both of you. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's so important to know like what your needs are and you meet your needs first mm -hmm. and you kind of demonstrate to your partner how you want to be treated mm -hmm. where it's like, exactly. Like, I not to focus on a goo and I too much, but like, I learned this, like, within the last year or so where I was like, I love to have flowers in the house. But I don't, I'm, there's no way he's going to read my mind and know that uh, to pick up flowers on the way home from work. So like, I buy my own damn flowers. And guess what, after doing that for <laughs> every once in a while, he would come home with some flowers and it would be great. But I didn't expect it. I was already getting Aww. what I wanted because I fulfilled that. You know what I mean? Like we had, once I had like bought myself flowers and I came home and he had some already. So like we got to mix them up and it was really cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you do are so cute. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> but it's like, it's, you have to know yourself enough where yeah. like, I expect him to read my mind and be like, this is the thing you have to do to show me love. Like, no, I show that love to myself first. I'm showing you how I want to be loved. Right. Like that's one of the many things. And like, I don't, I don't think they're really in that mindset yet. She's very much of, you need yeah. to fill, fulfill my needs. Yeah. And yeah, you do. And it. so something I was struggling with uh, as I was watching this, hearing Katie interact with Derek, mm. I kept going back to, well, if you do end up 
breaking up with him, and I'm here just assuming she's going to be the one to break up with him, mm-hmm. is going to be almost like a blind side to him because this whole time you're saying, I'm okay having nasty arguments with you. Um, you know, great coming back mm-hmm. and having some great sex and makeup sex. Mm-hmm. Hey, I tell you I don't want to do, be with you, but decision day, I, I say yes. Mm-hmm. And so I keep seeing this theme between them of poor communication mm-hmm. and in a way she does tell him what she doesn't like about the relationship you know she wants to feel that she's being um you know pursued she wants him to initiate she wants him to be more mature yes she is she is communicating in a way but at the same time she's not because she's not to your point ashley communicating what initiation to her looks like and what maturity to her looks like because a lot of people could also argue that he is showing initiative just you know if you think about as okay to get really, you know, into into sexier. If you think about the entire day as part of your foreplay and you're starting to build that attraction and get to, you know, really feel each other out during the day and then by the time you go to be more intimate in, you know, wherever you decide to to lay down with that person, you are in a way initiating earlier. It's just in a different way. Mm-hmm. And maybe for her, she's like well, you're not initiating because I want to have sex right now and you're not reading my mind because you're not pursuing. Like, it's like, yeah, you're never going to get what you want. Like, uh, believe me, if she put in 2% effort to like, let him know that she was like trying to do some stuff, like he would be like all about it. Like it, it's just about like being okay with throwing it out there. And if it's, if it's not a good time, then being like, try again later. (laughs) I'm doing Zach and Mindy. Um, well, there's nothing to talk about in episode 15 because they were not in it. Um, but on decision day, uh, I was actually surprised that they both came back. Um, yeah, yeah. For that in the mm-hmm. first place. Uh, so where do where to even start? Uh, what are your initial, your thoughts on they both said no surprise. Actually, I don't even think they asked them because there's no point. Yeah, I don't think they asked him. I was like, we don't care what you think. So, <laughs> Mindy, what do you think? Do you, just, do you ever want to get back with him? <laughs> I was worried at first because the way they did the preview from episode at the end of episode 15, mm-hmm. they they were very clever in cutting it together to make it seem like Mindy was going to go back and and say yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I'm going to have to go back and look at that because it was like <clears throat> nothing even remotely close to that happened in their actual meeting. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I was like, okay, like, I wonder if they <laughs> use crafting the story. I wonder if they use audio from like previous, like earlier in the season or something because she never said those words. No. And then it was, I think they just pieced it together really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good on them. Oh, they but... got me. <laughs> Like they got me. I basically was yelling, "I told you so!" Like it was. She was like, "I'm gonna be so vindicated!" Like yeah. they're all gonna they get back together. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, now that he knows As better, they get back together." Now that he knows better, he came out there with a dozen of roses or something. Like I just. Hey, he did no. show up on time, so I give that to him. <laughs> yeah, I was just happy to see that she was still very confident in her decision. That she felt like. She had made, you know, been a really good advocate for herself. She shows up mm-hmm. in her little dress with her hair back and looking like a power corporate woman. Like, yeah, this is this is my ex-husband. It's fine. Like, I don't need him anymore. <laughs> like, just very, uh, she seemed just very, like, connected with herself and sure of herself. Mm-hmm. And 
um, I think that's just going to set herself, you know, set her up really well for her next relationship and um, being able to move on from this experience and um, having learned maybe a few things, but really just understanding that she can kind of take anything. <laughs> like yeah. she's so tough and strong in that way. So I, I was happy about that part. Hmm. And, you know, he did the typical Zach thing and I don't, who knows what he actually said, but he was there. As soon as he started <laughs> yeah. talking, they threw in the audio that like whatever sound effect that is that they use for him, where you can tell they think he's talking in circles. I don't, <laughs> it's like a goofy <laughs> soundtrack. It's, mm -hmm. Well done, editors. You've done well. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I just like that they were civil to one another. You know what? You don't have to hate yeah. the other person that you maybe just don't end up with in a marriage. That's fine. Things yeah. work in their own ways. I liked how much they respected each other. And please, like, learn. Everyone else, learn from how to just respect another human being. Mm -hmm. This, yes, we had a lot to say about yeah. Zach. But he is still a human being, and I just appreciated how much Mindy took that to to heart in their conversations. And hey, they wish each other the best going forward, and they have to be they'd have to be nasty about it. It was great. Yeah, yeah, there was no point in being nasty, and it's like they understood that. And she was even able, like she in the most respectful way was like, you didn't treat me very well as a husband or you didn't um, really show up in this marriage the way that I did. And she just said it just like that, or it was just matter of fact, like <clears throat> this is what happened. And that's why like it, yeah. there should be no questions about why I, I wanted to divorce you. Like, and I think you get that. And I, what confused me as always with him is like, his reactions to things always seem really weird. Like, it seems like he kind of has this, um, you know how like you have different reactions where in, in a situation where it doesn't make sense, or like when I'm nervous, I laugh, or sometimes I talk a lot. And um, maybe if I'm scared, I do the same thing. And it like doesn't make sense, like nothing funny is happening, but that's just like my coping mechanism for those moments. <laughs> it seems like his is almost smirking. just kind of smirking yeah. and smiling. Mm. And it comes off super gross. Like it felt a little bit like um, he was almost like happy with how things had gone or something, or it just, I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and say like, this is just something he does when he doesn't know what to do. But it really came off as like, oh, you're really, you're really being an a-hole here. <laughs> like when you should be a little bit more explanatory and a little bit more, um, hard on the table of like, this is what happened. I, I'm sorry that it happened this way. And I wish you the best. But it, it felt very like, douchey the way he handled it. Dr. Viviana calls him out for it too. She's like, why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing? Why are you enjoying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was also just confused by some of his comments. He was just like, I am great for women. I, you know, know how to treat women. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, now, what? Are you on an interview? What I have to offer women. Yeah, he said that. What does that mean? <sighs> I feel. Oh, that was very loud. <laughs> I was rooting for this guy so much, so hard, and then this this hurt. It's just like I don't understand. Like, I think, I understand, okay, that, let me rephrase this. I get why he had a hard time giving his all. 
I don't understand why he didn't call like call it quits earlier in this mm -hmm. season. Like mm -hmm. she's not your type. You know that and you know that you can't get over it. Like in that weird jumble of, of word soup that he gave, he did mention <laughs> he mentioned like, oh, I can't I, I'm not able to do it unless there's a connection. I'm going to take that as I'm unable to put my all in it if I don't find them physically attractive. That's I'm going to try to translate that from what he was saying. And if you know, if you know that's the case for you and you know you don't find her attractive, why are you even put like why are you putting her through this? Yeah. Why are you putting yeah. yourself through this? Just call it quits. I just I that's the thing. Um I know a lot of people are angry that he didn't find her find her attractive. I'm less angry at that. Like I, the way I view that is that's more on the show, honestly, like there needs to be mm -hmm. a way to match, like, don't just take it off of what they're saying. Cause we've seen that in previous seasons where the person will say, oh, I'm looking for this, this, and this, but they're not actually looking for that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, show them a bunch of different celebrities and be like, which one of these celebrities is your celebrity cr uh, crush? Like, or just open up a stock photo gallery. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? Tell us what your type is. Like, I think they do that a little bit in the application. I hope so. Um, I don't know if, I, I definitely have seen in some episodes and maybe previous seasons, I know right now in these couple seasons are not seeing it, mm -hmm. that they've always changed up what they try to do to look at your favorite kind of type or something or your preferences and physical characteristics. Okay. But at some points they like show you physical pictures. Other times they like ask for in words, height, color, and hair, um, you know, race, mm -hmm. ethnicity, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So, yeah. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's still like asking someone what do you think is physically attractive? It's an easy way to say, to come off as racist, you know, or, or something of sort to say like, yeah. or, or just, or just, you know, superficial with, you know, Taylor's whole <laughs> rant on six, two or whatever her thing was. Mm -hmm. like, it's very easy to have someone become defensive when you ask mm -hmm. them what they prefer. Yeah. And for Zach, I mean, we, all saw between us through like he has a type and he does not deviate very much from that type yeah. he knows you know he can't pursue that afterwards and i think it would have turned out better if he just been a little more upfront with that from the beginning mm -hmm. he would have at least been able to start trying a relationship yeah. mm -hmm. if that were the case maybe yeah. maybe if i mean i feel like i'm turning into aj where i'm like i could direct this all better than you guys i'm not saying that because <laughs> i i empathize there's a lot that goes into making this show but I wonder if they were to use, like, so you have the people that you think are going to be your finalists or, yeah, they're like on the top of your list. And then you show them. So if it's Zach, you show him like those three different girls that you think might match with him and ask him like, okay, out of these three people, who do you find attractive? And that way it's not a, like, you're not... You don't have to spell it out because I get, like you said, you make a good point. Sometimes yeah. you don't like, honestly, if you were to ask me, I don't know if I'd even be able to vocalize it. It's like something that when I see it, I know. So I, I get how that's hard and difficult. So maybe it's showing them the pictures of whoever and then being like, is there a person here that you find more attractive than the others? Or maybe I don't. It's know. like a lineup. <laughs> yeah. Number yeah. seven, number four, please step forward. 
say a few words for us? We can get a feel for your voice. Thank you. <laughs> tell us the joke yeah. that you tell at all the parties. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. I can also see how it's just really hard to like match someone up because you could end up already putting a picture in their head and if they don't see that they're gonna be like oh well I, I chose you know somebody else or I wanted somebody else or yeah. something like that like yeah. you want that person and hopefully this is also just some self-police that people do for themselves like you want that person that when they reach the altar to be like you know what I'm gonna give this a shot this maybe wasn't the six foot two person that I wanted but you know what I still think that xyz is still attracted about this person and I don't know like yes I think that everybody does approach the altar that way to be like, I want to get this a shot, mm -hmm. whether or not they see that through the eight weeks or not, but whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> at the end of the day, the problem is on him, right, for not even trying. So you're exactly. right. Like, I just, I think it's clear, you know, everyone has their list of things that are very important to them. Clearly, this is one of the things for him. And it's just like, you know this about yourself, just tap out like you know like and i like i i feel bad for the judges because you're right like i'm sure he asked for like an athletic type and they're like oh well she's a figure skater that's athletic like i get i get that but it's just if there's another way for them to like double yeah. check that would be yeah nice. i know yeah that is super rough because even yeah. even saying like oh i want someone who's athletic like athletes come in all shapes and sizes like she could have been a power lifter or a figure satyr and like they probably have different you know body types and yeah. um so it's all about everyone's like those figures in in like um like bodybuilding it's like figure um all the way up to like bodybuilder like mm. every yeah, single like it's just different like there's everything in between and not all athletes look like the typical athlete that you know we're kind of led to believe are athletic people so it's just i think it all comes down to individual perception and how do you even start to gauge that yeah. and so i think for me it's most important to yes understand like what that person's type is and hope that they can be as straightforward and candid with you as possible because this is a big decision yeah. but it's like yeah like in it's clearly a lot of people are only comfortable like marrying someone within their ethnicity, but it, it, you don't like backing people into a corner there and trying to be like, well, like who don't you want to date? Like you have to be so careful about how you like have those conversations. Yeah. But I think the most important thing besides that is like you just said, like having someone who's willing to give it a shot, mm -hmm. like whoever comes down that aisle, even if that spark isn't there right away, like, who's okay with just saying, okay, this is eight weeks and we're going to see what this is. Yeah. And there's, you know, we're going to do our best and we'll see what happens. And just leaving it open to that and not like, this is my forever marriage. This is my person. And like getting really bullheaded about it the way that I think like Mika and Michael kind of slid down that path a little bit, where I was just like, go, 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 <laughs> you know, like yeah. pushing that brick wall again. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, sometimes you have in this, you're you're being matched up by experts, yes, yeah. but no one's gonna know you as well as you know yourself. So exactly. as as much as you can be transparent up front, as much as you can give yourself to the thing, even if 
all of that stuff worked out right. If that person walks down the aisle and you spend some time with them on the honeymoon and you're just like, it's just not here. I just know it. Hmm. And I, I know that makes me a jerk and people are going to be mad. You have to be the one to say that you have to be the bad guy and you have to just be like, look, I don't want to, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but like this just isn't. Yeah. Actually like for me, Mabel, didn't you say that for, yeah, for Mika and Michael, you said like Michael's the type of person who will force you to do the breakup. Like, mm-hmm. Zach is the definition of that. Like, he clearly didn't want to be in the relationship, but he was basically waiting for Mindy to say that. And it's like... Honestly, yeah. If you know you don't want to be in it... He's willing to talk to Lindsay about it. <laughs> <laughs> Giving her a call after that decision day. Like, hey, girl, what you doing? Want to go get some tapas? Oh, my god. <laughs> tapas sound good. Oh, I want tapas. Tapas sound yeah, good. Doesn't so long. Yeah. yeah, I just... Is there... <laughs> I don't know anything else to really what else yeah. yeah i think moral of story here we love how mindy stayed strong through all this hey, mindy yes this is true actually yep. in terms of like if there was a favorite person this season it probably would be mindy for me like she was she was awesome she was just so mature <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah maybe that can be our, our recap for this episode now that we know how everybody decides is who is your favorite person throughout the whole season because oh, now that you took mindy we can't do that but i've been a fan of mindy since the beginning imagine right. your friends actually <laughs> right? yeah to be fair i was more of a fan of zach in the beginning so <laughs> that, yeah that's true that's true well okay yeah. you guys can have mindy it's fine it's fine <laughs> are we fighting over mindy right now are we just all deciding on mindy <laughs> you can marry her instead fine i don't care <laughs> Like if I couldn't pick Mindy and I don't even know who I would say because it's probably, I mean, yeah. I like how, how Austin is just super chill. Just go with the flow. Be like, Hey, I know who you like. You're, this is who you are. You want to take that crock pot? Fine. I don't really care. Yeah. That's not the most important thing. We're going to this mini getaway anyways. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. that kind of person to flow. Yeah. You know, right. go punch him. And like, uh, and unlike Derek, like he actually has a freaking backbone in his body, <laughs> where like he's not going to just fold like a kitchen table when pushed by his partner. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing analogies that don't make any sense here. Really I'm just, good. I'm so mad about Derek and Katie. You have some strong opinions this season. I just don't <laughs> like Derek and oh, like you don't like Katie. Which is on like I would want to hang out with Katie. That's the thing that angers me the most with her. Like she'd it's be a thing. Fun. People in relationships completely different yeah, than yeah. other relationships. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a real thing. I am so excited to watch the reunion episode. This is when it's yes. like no holds barred. Mm-hmm. I really want to see them interviewing Zach and get him like just pin him down and get him to answer some questions. Um, there's like some hinting around different things with like infidelity that comes up. So we don't really know what that is yet. But like, I'm ready to hear all of it <laughs> and then mm-hmm. um and then see if our couples who you know that if they're still together at this point like that's still on the table that they might not like technically last even though they said yes on decision day so we have a lot to look forward to yeah. for our final episode yeah yeah all right thanks listeners make sure to subscribe 
Yeah, next week we'll be talking about, you know, the reunions with episode 17, season 10. 